Hello everyone, here is Daniel Budai with a new episode of our e-commerce show and uh, today I'm here with Scott Moller and he's the founder of an Amazon-focused agency, Year 5, and also the founder of an e-commerce company, Drill Sergeant. And uh, he's been in this business for uh, almost two decades and he is focused on Amazon. So I think he has a ton of experience in this field and just let me just pick one thing. So he was invited to the top 100 sellers uh, by Amazon and he just visited them in their uh, HQ in Seattle. And I think that's amazing. So how are you, Scott, today and how was this event? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Daniel. Uh, everything's good. Uh, it, Seattle was a really incredible experience. Uh, it was really the first time that Amazon had done this. Uh, it was part of their Accelerate conference that you know any seller could go to, but then they did kind of a private, you know, two-day seminar for really their top hundred sellers. It wasn't necessarily their top hundred grossing, you know, volume-wise sellers, but the ones that have truly committed to the platform that are doing some pretty fantastic things. And we were fortunate enough to be one of those invitees to that uh, for the things that we've been doing for many, many years on their platform. And they really have almost 2 million sellers at this point. So to be able to be part of that really small elite group was very much a credit to uh, many years of, of doing things the right way on their platform. Yeah, uh, 2 million sellers. And uh, is it only US or worldwide? Uh, that's worldwide, I believe. And uh, U.S. is like 50% or yeah. less, more? Yeah, major majority in, in the U.S., yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us more about your uh, background. Like, uh, if I remember well, you started this company almost two decades ago, right? So I yeah, have actually, no clue about e-commerce 20 years ago. So Yeah, right. I, I So I'm 47 and, and I, I launched my solo career uh when i was about 24 and i was actually doing uh the short version i was actually doing special event consulting for nonprofit organizations that's really my passion uh whenever i retire i'll go back to that um but my wife had come home and and had an idea for wanting her own business which was handbag boutique um women's accessories and jewelry which i knew nothing of so i was simply supportive and i just immersed myself at the time into e-commerce to see kind of what was going to happen there because it wasn't near what it is today. And Google had sent an email uh, saying, hey, we want you to try this thing called a pay-per-click campaign. Uh, and it was maybe three cents a click back then. Uh, so I, I, I tried it and within 30 minutes, we got an order of uh, the, the product was Harvey's original seatbelt bag and they still exist today. Uh, but within 30 minutes of a pay-per-click campaign, we got an order. And I remember yelling up the stairs to my wife saying, I am changing everything that I'm doing for my career and investing into this. Uh, and then about 10 years ago is when Amazon called. Uh, it was a little before 2010, actually. And Amazon called and said, we want you to try this, uh, this way to, to sell uh, called Prime when they were really working hard to, to grow their Prime program. And we had this product, uh, it was called an Invisibelt, and we still sell it today um, on my wife's side of her business with her boutique. Uh, and we were selling about 30 a month on Amazon. And when we switched to FBA, it went to selling 30 a day. And again, it was a light bulb moment for me that said, this is going to be really big. And I put all my effort into Amazon and FBA at that point. Uh, and then we were doing typical wholesale retail relationship, which that's not ultimately meant for 
the online marketplace. Uh, it really needs to be the brands controlling their brand. And so that's where year five came to be. It was just evolving. Uh, Amazon was wild, wild west. And then about four years ago, 2018 is when we started the transition. When I started that transition along with my brother, actually, uh, to be a brand management agency, full scale, A to Z, everything under the brand. So that way they could be handled properly on Amazon. And that's where we are today. Yeah, that's amazing. So uh, when did you start the agency? So the agency started in uh, about 2018. Our largest client at the time on the wholesale side was Spanx. I'm sure a lot of you will have heard of Spanx. And we were one of their largest clients. And they were an example of a brand that didn't know how to get control of what was happening on Amazon for their products. And they took a big step back uh, to say, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna to cut off e-commerce except for our own website. And that really wasn't the solution. Uh, what we saw then was that if a company that large is going to make that decision, we needed to be ahead of, ahead of the curve and be ahead of everybody and go to our brands and say, look, you need to be in charge of this. We know how to do this. Let's take care of this for you. And we really became and what we are is a silent private arm, really a hidden arm for these brands to manage their products and, and everything that happens with them on, on Amazon. Yeah. And if I uh, know correctly, you work mostly with US-based businesses, right? And, yeah, correct. Uh, and also you offer full like 360 services when it comes to Amazon, right? Like you can um, take control of their whole operations almost. Yeah, it really, we really take over everything involving Amazon. Most of those businesses don't have someone specific or it's someone who does a little bit of everything, right? Most entrepreneurs wear multiple hats. And so we simply do, <laughs> I say simply, uh, A to Z, everything from listing creation. We handle the advertising. We handle inventory. We handle uh, their growth. Uh, we handle the questions from customers. Really anything and everything that has to do with Amazon, we do 100% of it. And typically, you know, we'll apply around four of our staff to an account. I don't necessarily work on it full time, but they'll, they'll be that many eyes constantly on an account. And so it really provides an incredible level of consistency for a company. You know, everybody knows when you lose, uh, if you lose a staff member, whatever their expertise is, sometimes it's a little bit of a hiccup. Well, Amazon's its own beast. And so if someone loses their Amazon staff, you can't just instantly replace that. And so we really provide a great level of consistency uh, with what we provide to, to our clients. Yeah, I actually, my agency, we have a similar approach that four or five people work on one account and it's not necessarily full time, but it yeah. doesn't have to be because I think it's even better if uh, they can oversee multiple accounts and maybe even the same industry if the companies allow that. But, you know, then they have more experience than someone who works for the same company full time. And sometimes they, those people, they get blinded because they can see only one business. So, yeah, that's important. Yeah, um, no, no question. Uh, it's also important because it allows... When there's constantly things changing and Amazon's an ever-changing platform, yeah. the more fingers you have in places, you're going to be aware of all those things. Uh, and it just creates less hiccups. And anyone who sells on Amazon knows the less hiccups you can have on that platform, the better it's going to be for your brand and, and your products and, and for the consumer and for everybody all the way around. Yeah. Let's talk about your e-commerce company as well. So Grill Surgeon, what's the idea there? What's well, the yeah, so Grill Sergeant is uh, 
look, when, when you're grilling around with friends, uh, you have a cocktail uh, or whatever you choose to drink, you're having a good time. It's rare that you're not having a good time when you're outside grilling. And so for us, it was just a natural progression of we always handle these other brands and it was time for us to step into our own brand. And my brother actually is a very avid griller. And so we kind of took that passion into our own individual product. We wanted to be able to also show clients, look, we can see a sector that sells really well on Amazon. And if we can come up with a brand that hits well with the consumer, that's a quality product, then it's really limitless to what you can do. So you now have a really great growth opportunity. But selfishly, we have this product that now we know is going to, to, to people all over the country and they're having a good time with it and they're making memories. And for me, it's just a perfect combination of uh, my love for being an entrepreneur and also having a really good time. Uh, and it's just a perfect combination for that. What's the product itself? It also, is it one product or a whole product line for grilling? Yeah, so right now it's, all, it's an entire product line of grilling tools and accessories. So we would fall more in the higher end category. All of our products come with a uh, lifetime guarantee. So it's mm-hmm. very well made. We stand behind the product. Uh, and so it's everything from a set of grill tools uh, to uh, meat claws, if you like to smoke meat, uh, flavor injector for ham, turkey, or whatever else you may want to do. We have a smoker tube that can turn your grill into its own little smoker. Uh, so it's those kinds of products. Uh, and then we're actually getting close to uh, stepping into consumables. So rubs and spices and just continuing okay. to add more and more. Uh, the fun of being the decision maker in this product, a customer can send us a note and they send us tons of notes. Hey, we'd love to see this. Uh, and, and there's also a connection to military with it. Uh, very much have a great admiration for our military and the freedoms that they provide me to be able to do these things. So it's really for us just a full circle ability to give back, uh, be an entrepreneur, uh, and, and just have a product that people have a really good time with. Yeah. How did you connect it with the military? I'm curious. Well, so when we were coming up with the idea for it, my brother and I were actually walking through Atlanta. We were walking through the, the marketplace in Atlanta and we knew we wanted to do grilling accessories, but we had to have a, a name that connected with the consumer. And we were actually walking by this, uh, it was actually a little kid's clothing booth. It just happened to be in our path. And uh, the, there was a baby onesie on the wall and it said grill sergeant on it. And I remember stopping in my tracks and I, I smacked my brother in the chest and I said, that's the name right there, grill sergeant. And we bolted right to our computers. We looked up the, the, the trademark Uh, with the USPTO and it was available. We were shocked it was available, uh, but it was available. And so we instantly applied for the trademark, got the trademark. And now we've just finished up uh, the design patents on all the products. Uh, and that's how, so, so for us, once we had the name Grill Sergeant, it was just very natural for us to have it turn into something where we can give back to our military and, and help promote our military. And one of our plans with, as an example, with our rubs and spices is we're going to have those like one specific product that might highlight or be in the memory of somebody who served in our military. And on the backside of that product, it's going to showcase that individual's service to our country and, and give them some kind of a memory to that family. And so there's just some really cool things that we can do with it um, that just take you outside of business. Uh, so you can get the business stuff accomplished, but if, if you can allow yourself to have those personal things that come with it, That's what makes it just such a rewarding uh, process because it's a grind. Any entrepreneur yeah. will tell you it's very much a grind. You know, it's very much a grind. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's a great idea. These small little, you know, these little things that you can infiltrate into your business. And before this podcast, I just told you we had a Halloween themed team call. And that's also something like that. Like we do team calls a lot, but if you can make it more fun or you can add some, you know, spice to it, then why not do it and make it more human, more personal. So I think these are important. No question. 100% with you there. Yeah. So let's talk about Shopify and Amazon. Of course, there are, you know, other e-commerce platforms, but I can see this so many times. My clients, my agency's clients, they are 80% Shopify. You work with Amazon stores, but there are those businesses who have, you know, both legs or even maybe even more like Walmart or, or Costco or something else. And uh, I'm wondering... What, what what common situations you can see why companies they fail to come uh, from Shopify and to conquer Amazon? Yeah, I, the reality is they're just two completely different beasts. What you have to do to be successful with your Shopify site is polarly different than what you have to do to be successful on Amazon. And if you're going from one to the other and trying to make that transition, it's an it's it's very challenging. You know, you, you think about on a Shopify site, someone comes to Grill Sergeant. They come to Grill Sergeant. They only see Grill Sergeant things. And I'm trying to upsell, right? I'm trying to say, hey, you're going to buy my tools. Now let's get you into some consumables, by the way, for just a little bit extra money. Or, hey, you know what? If you buy three items, we'll give you a fourth one free. You got to upsell, right? Funnel them down and get more out of that consumer and then keep them coming back. On Amazon, someone goes and they find my grill tools on Amazon and they're starting to scroll down and read about my grill tools, well, guess what they're going to see? They're going to see four or five other competitor grill tools that Amazon's going to slap up there and say, hey, you may also want to think about these products too. So the strategy is totally different. What you have to do is totally different. The nuances of it are all totally different. And so the biggest mistake I see is that the, the businesses don't truly take the time to make sure they really understand what each platform may potentially have before they step into it. And they really set themselves up for failure before they even make that initial first you know, step over into that other platform. Do you think it's common that uh, let's say they are successful on Shopify and then they just try to copy paste that uh, blueprint to Amazon, maybe even with the same people? Yeah, no question. They're going to try to do that because it's what they know. Right. And all you see that, the hard part is it's actually a piece of advice I would give anybody, whether it's even Shopify or Amazon. When, you're, when, you, when you go through Facebook or you, you scroll online, whatever the platform you're on, you see these advertisements and these videos of, of people saying, yeah. hey, make $30,000 in residual income on Amazon. And they don't talk about the cost of your product. They don't talk about the, the, the percentage that Amazon takes. They don't talk about the advertising you're going to have to do. They don't talk about all those things. And so... When that transition happens and someone tries to just pick up from Shopify and go right over to Amazon, you know, Amazon's typically a high volume, low margin platform. You got to do a much higher volume for less margin, whereas what you're going to do on your Shopify site, you, you get more margin there. You just won't do near the volume that you'll do on Amazon. So it's a completely different psyche. The advertising is a completely different psyche. And if you can surround yourself with people who can help you with that part of that process. It's so important uh, to understand that. Uh, so you can really know what you're going to walk into and what your stomach's going to have to deal with from a stress level. Uh, and then what that process is. So you can begin to trust that process as you 
you know, step onto the, whatever the platform is that you're stepping onto. Yeah. Um, if you were an e and you are an e-commerce business owner, but let's say someone else who's less experienced with uh, mm -hmm. Amazon, would you hire a completely new team who have Amazon experience and just, you know, almost like two different businesses? Like, okay, I have my Shopify team and then I have my Amazon team. Do you think it's a good approach or maybe the same people who manage the Shopify store, they should do Amazon as well? Ultimately, so long-term, you know, for the, for the true foundation of your business, long-term, you would have somebody running Amazon. You'd have somebody running Shopify. You have different people that are going to work on each part of that. Maybe you have a content person that can help with both sides of it or whatever that may be. In the, in the beginning, most entrepreneurs are going to have to do it all themselves. Uh, so it just has to become part of your business plan uh, to stretch out and say, okay, as I maybe reach these specific goals, I need to make sure and I put that back into my business. And part of that needs to be getting myself in a position where, you know, you hear the saying, uh, you know, you hire your weakness, right? And so in the case of Shopify or Amazon, there's plenty of, of resources available out there. Uh, so it just has to become part of, and this is, goes for anything within a business. You have to make sure that that business owner can't always be in the weeds. They have to put themselves in a position to slowly get out of the weeds. I've been doing this for 20 plus years and I'm still in the weeds on some things. It's just the reality of being a business owner, right? It's just, what can you do to put yourself in a position where you do have very specific people that are really good at what they do? Amazon's a good example of that. We saw that at the this Executive Seller Summit. You know, we, we were able to visit with the major uh, VPs of each sector within the Amazon platform. They knew their section really well, but the other parts of Amazon, they didn't know, right? Because they're mm -hmm. so entrenched in their part of making their their section on Amazon really, really good. And so within an, within our own business, you got to do your best to be able to have those experts on each spot of, of what you're doing. And it, it's, yeah. it's growth. It's, it's part of the growth, but you, you can get to that. One reason why I ask this because, um, you know, an entrepreneur can decide, okay, I will learn Shopify. We generate some revenue and then we start with Amazon, but I still have to do it myself or maybe with a few people or they can decide like, okay, let's grow so big on Shopify that when I go to Amazon, I will just hire the team. They will do everything. So, you know, the timing, like at what size they should do it. Is there a, is there a best practice on this or, or not really? You cannot see. Well, here, here's what I say is um, it comes down to that individual entrepreneur's resources and what they can absorb, what they can, what they can handle. Do they, are they making enough money to just pay their own bills and they got to pay their rent or do they have a full-time job? And this is a side gig for right now that they're learning until they get enough revenue to leave their full-time job. So that's the important questions they have to answer. What, what, what can they, what can they individually absorb? Cause that, that lets me know what, what I can play with. Like as an agency, when I talk to my clients, I find out the full picture of what they have in front of them. They, they may not just be able to give $10,000 a month for advertising. We have some that start at $500 a month and some don't even advertise at all in the very beginning. So you just have to make sure that whoever you're partnering with or you're working with really understands that. So they're not putting you in a position where you're so, so thin that you can't make, you know, if you have nine gallons of gas and you have nine cars in a race, if you're given every car one gallon, there's not one that's going to finish and be successful. So I have to understand what my clients have or just what, if I'm giving advice, even on this, on this platform here, 
the people who are listening to this, you know, what do you have available to you? And then, then that's going to help us direct where those resources will go. And then that's how you expand from there. That's how we approach it. Yeah. I like the car uh, metaphor and what's my experience with this, not with platforms because I have an agency, but I tried to introduce completely new services before. And uh, I did this when our margin was the thinnest. And uh, I think <clears throat> when you have thin margins in any business, then you should stick to the one thing that you are the very best at and, you know, increasing margins, that could be a goal. Or if you can see that there is no more potential there, completely change, you know, what you do. Like maybe just give up on Shopify, start Amazon from scratch and just don't do Shopify anymore. But that's really just the last, uh, you know, last uh, thing that you should do. But I think when you want to add multiple platforms or, or services for an agency, you should do it when your margins are thin. You have so much money you can't even spend. Uh, and then you are, you are in a really good position to start out with new things because it will be hard. So, yeah, the, the, the other analogy that I, I love to use is especially on Amazon, is I like to use the hockey stick mentality mm -hmm. where these business owners, you got to build this foundation, you know, the face of that hockey stick, the most powerful part that slaps the puck 100 miles an hour. If that's not strong, that stick's not going to hold. And so you, you build this foundation. And once that foundation's built, it might take four years. It might take a year. Every business is different. But then once that foundation is there and you have the quality product, you have the good reviews, You've got the customer base. You've got a little bit of revenue, right? Or hopefully a, a more revenue. Then that's when you start to go up that hockey stick handle and you start to, you know, realize and recognize that type, those type of sales that make a difference in your life for your, for you, for the business owner, for the staff, uh, for that, for, for all those people that are connected to your business. And yeah. Yeah. the problem is most entrepreneurs or most businesses have this. Uh, it's almost like a fear of missing out. I have to advertise on Instagram. I have to have TikTok videos. I have to be on Shopify. I got to be on Amazon, Walmart, and now Target or whatever that may be, right? And they're so thin. So it's all part of this patient process of trusting it. And again, I've been doing it for over 20 years. And there are still things that I, I have on my list that we have to implement. It's all a process. Yeah, you have to learn how to say no to many things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if my wife was here right now, she would... Come in and give you a big applause there. <laughs> I have to learn to say no. You are 100% correct. All entrepreneurs have to learn to say no. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, traffic. So <clears throat> how, to how to drive traffic to Amazon? What are the best ways to do it? So the reality is that Amazon itself, you know the amount of people that shop on Amazon on a daily basis, right? So we're talking hundreds of millions of people that shop there monthly. They have the traffic. For Amazon, it's about you got to pay to play. It's a pay to play space. So understanding how to advertise efficiently and effectively so that traffic that's coming there, they find you in that massive ocean. So for me, Amazon or Amazon's just always understanding your product sector and where it sits in that platform, right? So who are your competitors? So for example, we have a jerky company that we work with. If you go, if you go to Amazon right now and you type in jerky, of the top 10 or 12 listings, you're going to see 
Jack links as they're going to have eight of 10 of those top listings. Okay. Well, nobody's competing with that. Their money for budget is unlimited, right? So how does a craft jerky, how does a smaller jerky company compete with that? Well, we look at who's number two, three, four, and five. Who are those companies? Okay. Now I can look at them. Now that's who I'm looking to go after. I'm looking to go after their market share before I begin to think about going after Jack Link's market share. So for me, Amazon is, they have it. They have people already coming on it all the time, right? So Amazon, that's why for me, I'm such a, we shifted our focus to Amazon. You know, Shopify, I'm not saying don't do that. Obviously you, you still need to have that be a head on your, uh, you know, on your animal of your, of your business, but you're working hard to get people to come to your platform. Whereas Amazon, you go to it, they're already there. Now let's learn to advertise properly and get those people to see my product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have the traffic guaranteed. You just need to learn how to channel them, right? To, to your product. That's correct. And so it's a combination of understanding what your competitors are doing, but also what is Amazon like, right? So we'll take Amazon Attribution as one example. So Amazon Attribution, they introduced this uh, earlier this year. And so ultimately, if you uh, say that you do a Google campaign and you drive people to your listing on Amazon, well, Amazon loves that because you're driving traffic off Amazon to Amazon. So those turn into sales. Amazon's actually giving the business, they give a, a, a credit back to the company, uh, typically 10%. If So say I'm going to come buy that jerky and I do an advertisement on, on Google and you you see that advertisement, you click on that. It takes you, takes you to the Amazon page and you buy that jerky. And then you also, let's say you need to buy some paper, some whatever else other products you might want to buy. And you add a few more things to your cart from that transaction, that entire transaction, Amazon actually rewards the jerky company with commission back on that entire sale. That's how aggressive Amazon's being with Amazon attribution. That's one thing outside of Amazon for the internal sellers to be able to do. But then what you have to realize, I'm now asking that business to not just advertise on Amazon. I'm now asking you to take some of that other money that you would have advertised to your Shopify site or to somewhere else. And you're going to put that into Google to go to Amazon. So you can see it's not as easy as just doing it. Um, but then once you're on Amazon, it's, it's a combination of just the general category listings that you're advertising against to individual product sets to complementary products, right? Someone buys a dog bed. Well, I'm going to make sure that my pet supply company that is a pet odor remover, they're going to make sure that their products are showing up as a complementary product to that. So there's so many different things that you do. And that's why it's just an ever-changing puzzle. Um, and that's our joy. That's what we, we we work to do for for all of our clients. But you think someone just starting out, it's a big mountain. And so it's really just important that they're they're open to, to advice and constantly seeking out um, assistance for that stuff. Yeah. And uh, what uh, channels can you see as the best you know, channels for advertising products on Amazon. You mentioned Google a few times. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. For me, Amazon's the channel. I mean, I'll stick to that um, because again, you have hundreds of millions of people a month shopping there and it's global. So you're putting yourself in a position where Amazon will recognize when you do well as product in the States and they're going to come to you and say, let's help you launch in Singapore and Japan and Italy and Spain. And they've got the infrastructure and tools to be able to help that happen. Whereas all of a sudden, if you try that on something outside of Amazon, it's a totally different, it's a totally different beast. You have to do all those things yourself where 
Amazon's infrastructure, there's no one that's even close close to a comparable on that. Uh, so for me, that's where the resources would be spent. Unless you come to me and say, I have completely unlimited resources. I can do infomercials and I can do, but at that point, yeah. Th- yeah. Th- then then it's not an issue, right? Yeah. The people that are that I work with or that, that are watching this podcast for the most part, your average entrepreneur, they don't have an unlimited bucket of funds uh, to be yeah. able to try to, 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 to put in lots of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, more like, I think we can say it Amazon SEO, right? There is a thing like that. The what? Because it's Amazon SEO. Because yeah. it's, uh, so yeah, you find that one more important or relevant or more like the paid um, Amazon ads, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no question. The, the, the paid is what allows someone, I can take a client who nobody knows. And the very next day, I can help them start to become relevant. I say start to become relevant because you're not going to make a promise mm-hmm. to someone that they're relevant on day one, but they can compete on day one. And that's the difference. So absolutely no question. You have your sponsored products where you start and then there's sponsored display, there's sponsored brands. There's all you know bigger options when you, when you advertise, but you start very basic with a lot of these companies. Uh, it's a sponsored product. So I can take one product. You know, when we got our very first grill sergeant product as an example, uh, once we first got our grill tools, I can make that its own business on Amazon. Now, while I've got Grill Sergeant, the total business with five products, we really want to treat each individual product as its own business. Uh, and that's how we we approach that accordingly. And so I can advertise just my grill tools. And it's a very specific way to advertise that versus my smoker tube or even my grill gloves. You know, my high heat grill gloves can be advertised totally different because there's other other ways to use that than just around grilling stuff. So Ultimately, it just each product's its own business, and and a really great example um, that was given in uh, at the executive seller summit. One of the sellers stood up, and sometimes with Amazon, what you discover is, and this doesn't happen on Shopify or or outside of this Amazon platform. Uh, it's a company that sells you know like uh, fit those fitness the fitness tapes that you might wrap around your. Uh, you know, you put on your hip or on your knee or for support, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of oh, like yeah. maybe two inch to four inch type tape. And they recognize all of a sudden their four inch tapes were selling like crazy. And when they were able to get into the analytics with Amazon, they discovered that it was people who owned horses that were, were mm-hmm. buying these four inch tapes. They hadn't okay. even thought of that. Didn't even realize that that would be something that somebody would use on a <clears> horse. And all of a sudden they just were exposed because what happens with Amazon is that horse owner decided they went to Amazon to say, Hey, we need a product that can try to help my animal. And they discover this. Well, now all of a sudden, guess what they have? They have an entire line of animal products that can help your bigger animals and your horses. So that's the other part of Amazon is it exposes you to things that you didn't even know you were planning for, uh, that didn't cost them a penny to figure that out. And all of a sudden they just had a whole new sector of products and now clients and that's the beauty of Amazon. One of the beauties. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure it's possible with SEO there, right? Because people search for it and they find it. How about ads? Like, uh, is it like Facebook ads, Google ads? You have to add the segments like demographics, age, location, whatever. Or it's more, um, you know, it's shown to more kind of people. Yeah. So Am- Amazon's simply more keyword targeted. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's where... Again, you can, whoever's going to work with any, any pay-per-click agency or try to learn it themselves, take classes, you really can operate with any size budget because you can take a couple keywords, two or three keywords, 
that can ultimately be successful for you. So it starts there. And, and again, uh, you know, I'll continue with another example. I, how we describe it to our clients is we'll start with a tree trunk and you have your branches that come off that tree trunk. And as keywords are successful, then they get added to that branch and the keywords that aren't successful get cut off. You know, the deadwood gets cut off the tree. And over time, you have this flourishing tree of very successful keywords that that's how you grow. But then even any tree, at some point, a branch dies. You know, some keywords yeah. die off. They might become more competitive. You know, we've got some clients in the, in the energy powder sector, energy drink sector, and they're $10, $15 for a click, which is insane, right, to think of. When I, when I started back with Google in early 2000, it was $0.03 cents for a click. And so all those factors go into helping that decision on that, that keyword. Now, you still do the work internally on those listings with the search engine optimization, with, with having the, the keywords optimized internally. And then also with your title, you know, you, you very specifically, that's why when you, when you look at Amazon, you see some of these product titles and you think, well, that's an insane title. Well, you do that because you want those keywords to help them show up on the search. You wouldn't have that title on your normal website necessarily, but on yeah. Amazon, you do things to feed the Amazon beast. Right. And so that's all part of the process of learning uh, you know, you, you can tell somebody who just came onto Amazon and they have this perfectly written title that is not optimized and you go to them and say, okay, we're throwing these words in there. You would never want in there, but guess what? It's going to help you rise organically. Uh, and especially when you combine that with your ad spend, then that's that momentum you gain. And that's, that's where you start to see sales that, um, you sometimes can't even keep in stock because it does so well. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Um, Let's talk about retention and uh, email marketing, SMS marketing, because my, that's what my agency uh, does mostly with Shopify stores. But how about Amazon? Like, is there a thing such as e email marketing? Is it a thing or, or, or how do you think So this, this is an example of something that's changed many times over the years on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, you used to be able to send emails or like you'd have to contact a client through their order. Uh, then Amazon kind of got rid of that. Then, when then was came, it, by the way? I'm curious. When, what was that? When when did they uh, stop? Oh, did they stop enabling this? You're, you're gonna again. If my wife was here, she would uh, tell tell you not to ask me dates because I'm my son's 14 and sometimes I think he's still 10. So uh, <laughs> if this would have been a few. This would have been a few years ago. Uh, that that. But then it, it constantly changes. And then it came back to where. Uh, a customer would leave a review and Amazon eliminated being able to leave reviews. But now you can send a stock email, basically a stock contact. So if somebody leaves a review on your product of three stars or less, you can now contact that customer, but it's a stock email. You can't change the content of it. It's just Amazon abroad based, but they are opening up. So one of the things that Amazon's done over the last couple of years, that's been really wonderful is they've, They've continued to do more and more for small businesses on their platform. And one of the hard things that small businesses had or businesses in general was that you wouldn't have access to the customer information within Amazon because Amazon would say, hey, these are our customers. We're giving you the ability. And they're right here, in my opinion. They give us the ability to sell on their platform for a very inexpensive way to have access to all these things. And I, I think that's one thing I guess I will say too, as a little sidebar here, is that businesses need to realize how fortunate we are 
that Amazon lets us sell on their platform. Amazon doesn't have to do that. They can have a multi-billion dollar business selling their own products or doing their own thing. So we're very fortunate there. Um, but what they're going to be uh, unveiling is now you have the ability to actually do email campaigns to your customers on Amazon through the Amazon inside, platform. Inside the platform. Correct. You can remarket to them if they've purchased from you before or just like you have followers on Instagram or Facebook or mm -hmm. any other platform, then if someone follows your brand on Amazon, then you can also send emails to them in a nice structured format, just like you'd see for anybody else that sends stuff off Amazon. Now Amazon's making that available. So you can remarket to your existing or people who've bought from you. Or if you have a new product, so when Grill Sergeant comes out with my consumables, I'll be able to send a nice email out to all those businesses and say, hey, hope you're enjoying your grill tools. Now we've got a nice uh, you know, rib rub to put on your meat and uh, it's now available on Amazon. So that's a huge, huge... Uh, benefit that's that's been changed, and that's been a it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful difference for all the small businesses and businesses in general on the platform. Yeah, it, do you know when it uh, will be rolled out? Uh, not exact date. It's going to be one of the things. Typically, when Amazon does these things, uh, they'll they do their beta where they'll allow you know kind of some certain uh, mm -hmm. of their clients to kind of test it, make sure everything works fine, and then they'll roll it out. Um, it's not all at once. Uh, they'll roll it out. It's not something that you can influence uh, as a seller. It'll just all of a sudden you'll get a note one day that'll say, "Hey, this is now available to you on your account." Yeah, that's great. But it should wow. be it should be fully rolled out. Uh, my guess is uh, fully rolled out by middle middle of 2023 at the latest. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that's very that's amazing that they realize the power of email because. I also talk to many e-commerce businesses where they really, you know, they miss email marketing and uh, and those guys who are already on Shopify, they, you know, email is a big channel for them. And then on Amazon, they cannot really use it or not as they want it. So, yeah, I think that's a huge opportunity for yeah, them. Yeah, no question. And Amazon realizes that they're going to have hundreds of thousands of sellers that are remarketing on their platform. It's only going to help yeah. Amazon and it's only going to help the small businesses. And it's also better for the customer because they're going to be alerted when there's new products and it just increases the relationship uh, and interaction between the customer and the business. And that's good for the brand itself. So there's just not a, a downside to it. Yeah. 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 I have only one more question to you today. So what would be your number one advice to e-commerce business owners who, who want to start out with Amazon? Let's say they are already on Shopify or somewhere else and they yeah. want to get started. All right. So the, the biggest advice I have is there's going to be kind of a, a, a combination of advice. <laughs> I mentioned it a little earlier. Amazon, if done correctly, will be the most impactful component to your business. But don't fall prey to the pie in the sky that promise these huge sales. You have to understand if you follow Amazon's rules, they're successful for a reason and businesses are on there are successful for a reason. Trust the process, walk into it. Don't try to cut corners. Amazon has a huge seller community. Ask questions, but do it the right way. Do not try to cut corners and be prepared for, it's very stressful. Entrepreneurship is stressful, but be prepared for that. And the first sign of struggle, don't just walk away. If you trust the process, 
And this goes to anything in business or life in general, right? You have to trust the process. Give yourself small wins along the way. Recognize those small wins. Like the day that you joined, like we had a client actually yesterday was their very first sale ever on Amazon. And we made sure that they are going to celebrate that. Now, do they have a long way to go? No question. But if you celebrate those little wins along the way, then that lets you know you're getting there. Just the biggest thing is don't fall prey to anybody that's going to make these promises that you're going to sell $30,000 as a side gig. This has to be legitimately a commitment on your end uh, and, and trust the process. Um, and don't be afraid to ask questions uh, to, to people who've been there who are currently doing it because there's nothing that I love more than to help somebody to not make a mistake on the platform, whether it's Amazon or Shopify or somewhere else, because that costs you money. And we know that that money can be used if it's on advertising. Uh, to help you become more successful faster. Yeah, I think those are great final words for today. And uh, thanks, Scott, for sharing your story and all of these insights. I think that was very useful for many entrepreneurs. And uh, thanks, everyone who watched the live stream today or will listen to the podcast later. And uh, we will put the links of uh, Scott's companies uh, into the description. Also, I will add a link to the description and uh, I released a 50-point checklist about email marketing and uh, anyone can uh, go to the link and download it. We try to help e-commerce companies grow and grow their customer retention. So thanks again, everyone. And, uh, and stay can, I, can I jump in and just say one final thing for you? Um, right. One of the things that we always try to do in business is we're very careful with who we were going to publicly talk about um, because it, it can be seen as an endorsement. And me being on here today, I, I want to validate what Daniel's doing with his podcast. If you have the opportunity to share it, uh, he genuinely is trying to bring his viewership um, quality information so they can be in the best position possible to make informed decisions about their own businesses. So Daniel, keep doing what you're doing. It's really impressive. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity for me. It validates what we're doing, but we wouldn't be on here if we didn't really feel that what you're doing, he, he's, he's really doing first class stuff for the e-commerce platform, for e-commerce businesses in general. So we appreciate the opportunity to, to, to be on here for you. Yeah, thanks, Scott. And I really, uh, I, I think in the same way about you and what you do. You've been doing this for 20 years almost. So I think... Uh, no, I there's, no, there's no gray yet. I don't have gray yet. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, you look like 10 years younger. Thank you. Honest. Thank you. I'm going to tell my <laughs> wife that. I will tell her that. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> it's not that stressful to do Amazon. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> there is no stress at all on Amazon whatsoever. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks again, Scott. Thanks everyone. Stay tuned to the next episode and uh, have a great day, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>